Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life podcast. This podcast is all about magic, mysticism, metaphysics, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. I have an amazing episode for you. This is a conversation episode with the wonderful Natalia Benson. Natalia is a business coach, a conscious business coach, and a money mentor. And so we we get deep into money, but we get deep into a lot of other mystical topics. I want to read for you Natalia's bio that is in first person, and she is such an authentic light. She just really shows her, her soul. It feels to me like as, as authentically and as vulnerably as anyone could. And so I'm going to read this for you. My name is Natalia Benson. I'm a conscious business coach and money mentor, deeply passionate about things, women's empowerment and spirituality. And we talk about women's empowerment. We talk about the feminine as well. And she says, my mission is to see women empowered with the ability to create their own revenue streams, running businesses that contribute and don't deplete the whole, whole of humanity. I'm deeply passionate about creating more depth, compassion, and empowerment in the world at large via the practicing of self-accountability and the integration of spiritual tools. My methods are rooted in both pragmatic, tactical action steps that create space for miraculous results. Paired with surrendered beingness and patience with the process, which allows space for magic. My prayer is for you to feel inspired, empowered, and enriched by our journey together. And she also shares with us, us that she's an Aries with Capricorn rising and Sagittarius moon. So in addition to being a conscious business coach and money mentor, she is an astrologer and she is also an expert and practitioner in tarot. And we talk about the subconscious mind. We just talk about everything we can imagine. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Natalia Benson, and I'll chat with you on the other side. Well, Natalia, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. And, you know, some of this will go on the YouTube channel. And you're just such an amazing light and you are so authentic. I know that's a buzzword and people are talking about <laughs> authenticity, which yes. is fantastic. I love that. But you really, yeah. really are and just such a beautiful soul. So and it, it shows, it shines right through. I mean, your skin is like, it's like so thin because <laughs> your soul's just, you know, coming right through it. <laughs> all right. So I feel so good. Question, oh, this is the best. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> well, okay. Let's, um, everyone, Natalia Benson, I found her on Instagram, as I mentioned in the introduction. And, um, and, and she's, you've also got a YouTube channel now, but why don't you let everyone know, you know, get them into your journey, your work, wherever you'd like to start, because you really have a lot to share. So tell us about you, Natalia. Thank you, my love. Yeah. I mean, where to begin, but, but very, very simply, I, I love to refer to myself as a as a women's empowerment coach, um, a modern mystic, which I feel very safe to just say that on this show. I feel like yeah. I'm with my people, um, and you know, and, and I'm an astrologer. And mm -hmm. it, it's only been in the last couple of years that I got very, very uh, fascinated and also very um, empowered around the financial. As in my 20s, uh, I had a very tough time. I feel like it was like just a decade long initiation. And for anyone who's really into astrology, I had Pluto moving through my 12th house, crossing my ascendant 
which is just a very potent transit. And it was really so much about learning to surrender while also stepping into my power and transforming my relationship to my identity, which is that ascendant mark, which we hopefully we can talk about astrology today, but that's just a little I would love to. lesson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's talk about all the astrology, but it's, you know, the reason I bring that up is just because I am so grateful for that time of my life. Cause although it looking back on it, it was extremely dark and, and very challenging. It really, assisted me in becoming who I am now and doing the work that I do now. Um, And a big focus of mine as of late is financial empowerment, assisting women in building their own revenue streams. And something I notice very often in the work that I do is that for so many of us, we're also learning how to accept our spiritual nature and feel empowered in our spiritual nature. So it's like feeling confident as a mystical person, feeling, Mm -hmm. um, feeling empowered to be in the woo. Like I don't, I don't take myself too seriously. Like I kind of will poke fun at myself a little bit, but it's like, yeah, I'm very woo woo. And for me, my, my uh, journey of healing has really been just being like, wow, even though this world you know, may not totally get it, or at least the collective uh, mm-hmm. attitude may not be totally open to the level of just like depth. I see things like that's okay. I can still see the world that way because it helps me show up and be a beautiful person. It helps me show up and and do and do good for others and be conscientious. And although. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I'm accountable. And I think that spirituality, my, my definition of spiritual work is also really around like self-accountability. It doesn't mean we're yes. perfect. doesn't mean we're always in the light. But what it does mean is that we can, you know, accept the par- those parts of ourselves that are unlovable and still seek to do better because I think that's how we're really going to change. So I guess that's just a little bit of what I've been up to a little bit of the way I look at things when it comes to my work, but, uh, you know, just some of them, some other things I'm from Arizona. I grew up to very corporate parents. God bless. My grandparents were very spiritual, which was very interesting. And like the first person I ever meditated with was my grandmother, my grandma, Lila, my grandpa, Mitch was like, they both taught me about money, which was interesting. And, uh, and they both taught me about spirituality. And so it's kind of funny because here I am, I just had my 34th birthday in April and I'm just like, ah, it all kind of came to pass. It took a while for me to step into, especially the financial component, but I love that I now fuse, you know, spiritual, uh, for lack of a better word, like spiritual ideas and energies into the way I approach money and uh it's a lot of fun so that that's a little bit of what i am up to and i hope i answered the question (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely just wanted to (laughs) get some of that light from inside you you know what i so i i I don't know how much you know about me i'm a channel and so they were just talking to me and saying that we need to you and i right now we can connect on the fact that for some reason we think of money as material and Mm. it's juxtaposed to 
some, you know, piety or spirituality. But in yeah. fact, especially the way that we have money now, money is spirit yes. because it's simple. Exactly. It's just energy. We yes. put some kind of symbol on it and symbolism yes. is something that spirit uses. So yes. let's take it back. Let's stop thinking of it mm. as something that is the world in the sense that the world is juxtaposed to spirit. It's in, in yes. you know, all of the old dogmatic ways, you know, the old, uh, you know, antiquated Mm-hmm. expired technology about thinking about the the world and about thinking about God even. And yes. anyway, so I just wanted to. <laughs> no, I love <laughs> that. Really and I, that I, I'm, mm-hmm. I love that. And I'm grateful that that came through because I, I think that that's, yeah. And you really just brought even more clarity to my thought process in this moment. Cause I'm like that, that's one of the biggest things yeah. is like, I think that's a wound we're healing is just yeah. that you know, I, I'm very into past lives. I, mm-hmm. I don't have any channeling or I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like clairvoyant, but like, I'm very, uh, I just feel things. And then I just yeah. trust and it just kind of like, then it's like out of the yeah. mouth. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That's to me. channeling. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. I want to, yeah. I actually just bought a book about channeling. So oh, cool. I want to start to to learn more about it. And maybe yeah. it is something I do. I just n- yeah. never called it that, but mm-hmm. we'll have to talk about that because that's, yeah. it really fascinates me. But mm-hmm. um, that's a huge thing. It's like, where is the healing and the cross section between the depth of our hearts and the material use of money? And I think yeah. that that's when we'll also start to see a shift in the power dynamics because money just makes us more of who we are. You just have mm-hmm. more resources essentially to be more of who you are. And yeah. so, and then something I learned from a dear teacher of mine is that money carries neutral consciousness. It doesn't yes. have a consciousness it's of its own. Innocent. Uh-huh. Exactly. So it's yeah. like, it's just like a, a, it's just like a knife. It's just like a hammer. That's a tool. Gravity. Or like gravity even. You know, it's the force of gravity. That's at most what it is. Yeah. Exactly. And and what is the what is the consciousness behind the tool using? What is it doing? How is it using the tool? And so money really is that. It's just like it's a neutral energy, an innocent consciousness. I love that. And then we assign our level of awareness to it. And so that's a big part of my work is well, how can we have more conscientious, heart-centered, empathetic beings feeling financially empowered, financially sovereign, and financially responsible. And one of my favorite teachers is a guy named Tony Robbins. I've learned a lot from him. And he has a book called Unshakable. And one of the taglines is like essentially how to, I don't remember it at this moment, but it's essentially like how to stay anchored in a in a volatile world. And I think yeah. that that's the same with money is like the game of money, so to speak. It's like, you have to be so anchored in yourself, so clear in your yeah. subconscious to play the game in a powerful way. Otherwise the game plays you because of the nature of just where we've evolved. And, and, and really we have so much room to grow when it comes to our financial healing and to me, that's an exciting thing, even though it can feel a little daunting if you look, <laughs> if you get too into the muck and mire of it, but it's really actually so incredible. So yeah, so I think just to complete that thought is just, we're in a we're in a space right now where there's a big propensity and opportunity 
for financial healing because mm-hmm. our awareness around what money can be and who we can be is opening and shifting. And so that's like a big thing I'm, I'm very passionate about and constantly yeah. working on with myself. I want to share with you something because it, it feels like very much in alignment with what you're talking about here. Um, I was recently working. It's so funny how things align so synchronistically. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing about you know this life. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, I'm in the eighth week of eight weeks, an eight-week mm-hmm. program that's the it's called the Enlightened Entrepreneur. So <laughs> you're a conscious Aww. business coach. It's like, oh, yeah. and we happen to align that way. But also the le- this last month I've been working on, you know, money mindset and everything. And when I was in the session with Spirit and they told me, you have a codependent relationship with money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what? Which of course money itself mm-hmm. is innocent. And so that means it's how I approach it. And so- the how that is is that i had or have or i'm working on a belief that in order to have money i have to change my identity i have to be something else and so i don't welcome in much and that has to do historically you know like in my 20s i had jobs that were painful for me <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah. what i saw my mother and my parents go through you know struggling yeah. with poverty Mm-hmm. And my mother's desperation to not be impoverished anymore. And so she literally changed, you know, a lot of things about herself in order to mm-hmm. feel safe. But she was actually in a different state of being unsafe in order to feel like she had enough money. Yeah. So that's, you know, like when you're talking about your own identity about it, being anchored in it, because I feel like I have to lose my identity. Not I don't feel like that. I'm I'm releasing the yeah. that idea. And yeah. I feel like you're talking so much, too, about the power dynamic shift between the masculine and feminine, which is probably why you're so excited and passionate about working with women, right? Absolutely. And it's like I always do my best because it's funny. I've I've actually – I don't want to say it's funny, but it's it's interesting because I remember one time I, I was speaking about masculine feminine energy on Instagram, and I had people message me, and they're very upset. And I realized there's so much wounding around Mm. those words for some reason. And that's a big thing. Like even in my work with money is like, wait, when we speak about the, I learned this actually on a Gaia show about the divine feminine, divine Mm -hmm. masculine. The polarities. Yeah. Yeah. The polarities that it doesn't so much have to do with, um, let's look at it this way. And I'm sure your audience will feel or probably knows this, but something I learned on there that I found amazing was that in, let's say, someone who's incarnate as a woman like we are, it's actually not about it being like 50-50. It's like Mm 70-30. I thought that was fascinating. And then it's like in, let's say, someone incarnate as a male, masculine energy, uh, 70 30 but again those Mm -hmm. could be switched so there can be a woman who has more or less and something that i found with the money and that it's the way that i teach it is that when we have what i like to call that like active Mm -hmm. that healed masculine that active component to our finances as well as the receptive spiritual emotional not feminine it is so magical, but for so long, what's occurred, as we all know, is it's all very much been on that 
wounded masculine polarity of just like, or what I like to call like unharmonized. So there's like the harmonized and unharmonized expressions. Mm -hmm. And I mean, 100%, I love working with women. I also know what it's like similar in my twenties, like just to feel completely financially disempowered. And also Mm -hmm. my old wound used to be that I would try to get in relationships Keyword try because God was like, no, you're not doing this. We're not letting this happen. But I would essentially try to date or be with men who had so much, they, they felt like quote unquote security to me. But really, what I was looking for was that security inside of myself. Yeah, and it wasn't until I started to balance that masculine polarity of my money, which for me was in learning money management, it was like, I just, then it's like, I met the love of my life and like, we have a very fascinating and beautiful energetic dynamic where I don't need to be with someone who's going to quote unquote, take care of me because I can take care of myself. And then we can have this authentic exchange. Whereas in my old life, because literally I feel like it's my old life. Like I don't even recognize that person, but it's just fascinating because I feel like what wakes up when we come into harmony with the energetic polarities, not only of money, but most of all within ourselves, we can live authentically and our wealth can express itself authentically. So, and I, I think that the divine feminine is waking up. I actually happen Mm -hmm. to be a person who definitely is like very, I'm very masculine. I have a lot of masculine energy. And so balancing with the feminine is like, definitely still a practice. I just did a practice around it this morning, but it's like, I, I see that my issue with that is also a collective experience that we're, I think we're all going through right now. Um, because the system we live within is more on an unharmonized masculine paradigm. And I think what we're seeking to create right now is more of a synergy between a harmonized masculine and a harmonized feminine. I love being with you. I feel like I can just really like (laughs) let it fly. So I hope this is making sense. (laughs) I love it. Yes. I love being with you too. The Lightshine Spiritual Academy is excited to announce that the Energy Intensive is open for registration. The Energy Intensive is a six-week comprehensive program that teaches and activates energy healing modalities. This program is unique and cutting edge. It's designed to blast open your unique healing abilities. You will be immersed in a multitude of energy techniques. The Energy Intensive is perfect for anyone who is interested in healing and energy, and especially for intuitive people, for metaphysical seekers, and for spiritual practitioners. To learn more about the Energy Intensive by Crystal Ann Compton and Trisha Carr, click the link in the description of this episode. It is sad, though, that that there is so much, I would say, misinformation that people just, if you use the words or talk about masculine and feminine and and there's, you know, they're so triggered. And, and in fact, it's, yes. yeah, it's it's a divine polarity. Marianne exactly. Williamson says, like, it's the way she, I've heard her phrase it is, if you're born a woman, then you're majoring in the feminine, probably, possibly, not Ooh, absolutely, not possibly, mm-hmm. kind of like that 70-30 thing. 
But in fact, mm-hmm. they, you can't have one without the other. So everyone is a mix. Yeah. And yes, if you have a if you have a wounding a little bit more with your feminine, then you might be toxically more masculine, regardless of yeah. your biological sex or your gender identity. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. But the feminine, if you look at yeah. just look at in our spiritual collective community awareness and the law of attraction has been the thing right that's been the thing the last 20 30 years no more than not 30 more like more like 20 i know that the secret came out in 2006 so um at any rate the law of attraction is a feminine principle because it's magnetism and but we have to in order to be aligned with our correct magnetism we have to think thoughts that are in alignment with it which is a masculine principle so Yeah, that healing of that of that wounding. It sounds like you. If I can, I'm going to shift gears to astrology a little bit. But it sounds like some of your shifting and awakening and healing happened post or around the Saturn return as well, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, a- that was like I I, I swear my my Saturn return is the same for you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. What what house was your Saturn return in? Oh gosh, I forgot. I don't know. I could probably look on my phone real fast. You want me to yeah, say? Yeah, tell me. Yeah, I, yeah, have, I, I love, my... love, love talking astrology. But yeah. that, yeah, that's a huge thing. Is I've actually been talking a lot about the Saturn return lately because yeah. it is so. It's. I mean, it's just profound. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Healing between the young expression of us and then the, I mean, I don't want to say like the mature, but yeah, it's like because Saturn is the maturing aspect, right? So what I found so, so powerful um, when I look back on like those couple of years of my life, it was like this line in the sand. It was like, mm-hmm. who are you going to be? Who are you choosing? Yes. Like, are you going to take these old behaviors with you or, and for me, it really didn't end till I was like 31, like 31. Oh, yeah. was like, I know. You, you know what I mean? It's like, that was Absolutely. Really a huge shift for me. And, um, I feel like my life began then, honestly, because I actually did an EFT tapping session, um, with a really powerful woman named Gala Darling. And she just in that single session, like I just let go of this like emotional um wounding that I didn't realize I'd been carrying like my entire life and Mm -hmm. then I just felt like oh my god I'm here and like my financial like I'd already been doing some great work in my 31st year but it's like I just feel like letting go of that emotional thing that I'd been holding on like I love EFT tapping it's like I just did some this morning but it's just like from that, what was so magnificent is it was like, again, my authentic identity could come through, like who I was truly meant to be and seeking to create myself to be could actually come forward. And it was all aligned around the Saturn return. And mm-hmm. so that's what I always tell people too, who we are either coming up to their Saturn return or going through their Saturn return. Like it is so profound. Um, that little stretch of years because yes you will be challenged but at the same time it's just like that is where you literally have it's almost like a pressure cooker and through that pressure it's like you can really turn into the diamond that you're meant to be and Mm. pretty amazing so that was definitely a big experience for me was the Saturn return I have a friend who um 
<laughs> I have a friend, one friend met another friend and they're both, you know, they're all spiritual. And the, the second friend asked what her this other friend's sign was and she wasn't there. And I was like, she's Aries. And she's like, no, I think you're wrong. I don't think she's an Aries. I'm like, no, her birth, I know her birthday is, you know, March 23rd or something like that. And she's like, and I said, oh, she's 29. And she goes, ah, okay, I'll come back next year and I'll really meet her. <laughs> <laughs> and she did but we were talking about it this friend of the young friend of mine and um she did as soon as she kind of started to really get past that return her business you know she had been hiding and everything but yeah her fire came out and it's beautiful yeah oh, if you're listening olivia I, that's you and you know it <laughs> I it's really amazing. So much. love my aries that's mm -hmm. really cool and it's i feel like what is so beautiful too as we move through the saturn return I always like to say it's like a sift, like a, I like to call it like a cosmic sifter. So yeah. it's literally just like anything, whether it's inside of you, a relationship, um, a habit, it's like literally, it's like this sifter. And the things that cannot come with you into your greatest expression or your most powerful expression of self, like it will get like kind of sifted off. And it's not always easy. You no, know, yeah. Tough. It was a lot Mine of things I had to break. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. It was like definitely not a walk in the park, but like, again, like those challenges, those were defining moments for me. Really yeah. helped me become me. Just imagine how the next one's going to be. We're going to be all crone wise and everything. <laughs> oh my I look forward God. to it. And you, and you know what? I think they say too that your second Saturn return is actually easier because you, I don't want to say easier, but yeah, yeah, because you're mature. Well, it's like, it's like your second heartbreak is the second heartbreak is easier in a sense. You know you're going to survive it, and you have some exactly. wisdom to draw from for your healing. But it hurts yes. still, or you know, it's yes. still like powerful. It's still transcendent, yes. and so far as the Saturn return is concerned. But you have a nice, you have skills, you have transcendent skills. Hopefully, yeah. You know? mm -hmm. It's really interesting too because. This year, I've had a lot of Chiron activity. I have like Chiron in Aries, and it's right Mine now. Too. Like, really? Yeah, you know, uh, almost everyone oh, wait, I know you has have Chiron, Chiron in Aries. Yeah, the uh -huh. years. So I oh. have transit Chiron in oh, Aries right now. So you mm -hmm. actually might be having a Chiron return. About this, t really? Wait, I, when? Oh, I can look again on my phone. Do you know the degree? <laughs> yeah, tell me the degree of your Chiron. Because oh gosh, that I don't know, but yeah, you're I like can... Natalia. You're like you can send it to me later. <laughs> you're wait no, yeah. Well, my okay. Let's see. My Chiron return is June fourth, twenty twenty three. So we're pretty close. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So what? Okay, so you must have because later degree Chiron. Maybe. Yeah. So. Yes, because yeah. Chiron moves pretty slowly, has an erratic mm -hmm. orbit, and it is in the early degrees, probably about the only reason I know the degree right now is because I keep looking and it's on my, it's on my Jupiter and my North node right now. So yeah, it's been intense. And during the eclipses, all those eclipses were touching my Chiron this year. Mm. And here's the thing, although like I make lots of astrology references, I still live my life. I'm, I actually don't look oh, yeah. ahead yeah. at very much. Yeah, no, not, not to say you're thinking that, but yeah. I just, I yeah. think it's always good to, to speak to. Cause like, oh, yeah. I like to live through my life and then see where the astrology, mm -hmm. um, 
resonates and makes sense. I think sometimes like just because I've been into it, like I remember one of my most hilarious astrology stories is I, I think I was like 24 years old. I was living in Los Angeles and everyone was talking about this crazy lunar eclipse in like the spiritual world. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to just go to Sadna and then lay in my bed for the whole day because then nothing can happen. And that's literally what I did that day. And I was like, okay, not a healthy way to relate to the astrology, but like I get what you're going for. But it's just like, it's kind of funny because like that's actually been a very important point for me throughout my relationship to the mystical will say is that I live my life and I live my life in like a, as present as I can be and I do the best that I can. And then I look for the context that astrology offers. Cause if yes. I'm looking ahead, seeing like, Oh, what does this mean? Or what is this going to mean? Then it's just re our reticular activating system gets activated. We're going to look for that. So mm -hmm. I, I like to look back, but also see where I can empower myself with the information, mostly just to not be hard on myself that I'm feeling, yeah. you know, crappy or like something feels amiss. <laughs> But those eclipses this year, I was like, I was just getting freaking spin cycled. And I was like, yeah. what is going on? And then I saw all of them are on my Chiron. And and Chiron is, you know, the wounded healer. It's that that mm -hmm. deep, like really getting into the deep emotion of like, you know, what are we doing and how is it impacting our life? And how can we, you know, essentially tap into our own deep healing and for the sake of forward movement, um, that's the way I see it as an Aries, though. Yeah. So everything for me is about forward movement. <laughs> yeah. You're a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I have a bad habit of never paying attention to when Mercury uh, retrogrades are happening. And I always schedule a launch. <laughs> yeah. Schedule something that is technologically based around that. And um and it's it's interesting because, but you know, I just it, it always proves itself to me <laughs> that it's a thing, yes. <laughs> even yes. though I'm not paying attention. But you know, yeah, there are opportunities, and yeah. Um, yeah, using these different observational sciences like astrology can just really help you to feel known. And lest we use them, you know, for predicting and like being fearful, then we're just using them as superstitions, really. And that's that's not the, that's a fear or love, right? You can. How are yeah. you? making an action or a choice or yeah so, uh, so are you do you know your human design are you into human design yeah I mean I wouldn't say I know a lot but I know that I am a manifesting generator I and I have it. a fake girl can you tell well yeah what I, you? I'm a reflector amazing that's, that's the but I love many gens I, and I don't know a lot about it either but I can I I think maybe it's because of how my aura works I can usually feel how almost I'm like a 99% on how I feel someone else's aura <laughs> can tell if they're manifesting generator generator yeah yeah I yeah I don't know a lot sacral about authority yeah sacral authority mm -hmm. which I think anyone with a generator like whether generators yeah. or many gens I think we, that's what we have in common is the sacral response. But you know what? Yeah. I love human design. What I know of it is mm -hmm. so helpful. It's and, so complex. Um, yes. And in, and in all of my trainings, because obviously I'm more into astrology in the Western system mm -hmm. and I always teach natal chart astrology, but then I'll bring in 
like a dear girlfriend that I work with is named Erin Claire Jones. She's human design. She's based in New oh, York. I follow her. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's amazing. And mm-hmm. so I'll have her come in and she'll do chart. She'll do the blue, her blueprints for our students. And then she'll talk on it. Cause I was like, you know, as much as I would love to learn this, I don't know that I'm going to learn this. Like I'm going to keep learning astrology. I love astrology. And I feel like I've, I've been learning astrology for 10 years and I feel like I've barely like just nipped the top of the iceberg. Like it's just like, there's, it's so deep and I know human design is the same, Mm -hmm. but what I have discovered of just having friends read my chart over the year and getting to know human design over the years is just how beautifully it lends to us running our energy properly and also accepting ourselves, you know, like, I feel like being a Manny Jen, like it's hilarious. Like I used to kind of shame myself for doing so many things at once. Mm -hmm. And then when I just like learned more about human design, I was like, oh, I have permission to do all the things, you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's very, very beautiful in that way. And, and it's, and the sacral too, of just like, it's really taught me more how to lean into my body and just be like, how does my energy feel? Am I depleted? Like what, but that's not always easy for me because I'm very driven and I have all that Mars energy. I have a stellium and Aries, but it's just like, I feel like a a lesson for me is grounding and really listening, being like, wait, what is, what is the body need from me? Because I think the bot, the spirit, our soul speaks to us through the body. So it's like, I'm learning how to surrender to that more and listen more and so human design in that way has been so helpful and really beautiful Mm -hmm. for me it is really beautiful and it's combining four ancient observational sciences so like generations and generations of humans observing with their hearts it's got to have something you know got to have something do you you know if you have an open route or or a defined route Oh, it's curious God. since it comes to money and work. Well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll circle back on that. See, that's like you with your astrology. I'm yeah, like, I know. shoot, I want to <laughs> look. Um, should have brought. We should have brought our charts. Yeah, we should have <laughs> brought our charts. No, it's, you know what? I think I have a defined route. I could be wrong. I'll DM you and because I'll look at my chart, but I think it, I do. I felt like it might be. Well, see, what's interesting is that if you had an open route, that would make sense to the the degree of your seeking wisdom about yes. security and you know grounding yeah. and everything. However, what I don't feel in you is one thing that's a common trait of an open route, which is rushing to accumulate a lot of work so you can get ahead and and mm. and take the pressure off. That's something I don't. I feel I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we all can experience that, but I feel like maybe that's less of a concern for you <laughs> it's interesting because i feel i'm sure like, you work i know you work a lot you have to work a yeah, lot <laughs> yeah but it's funny because what you just said i actually do feel like i've struggled with that before but my mm-hmm. i just looked at my blueprint from aaron and uh-huh. my route is defined uh-huh. it's colored okay. in right yes uh-huh exactly yeah my only open centers are my the top of my head yeah. my sacral and i think this would be my spleen Mm-hmm. Or okay. I could be I could be totally wrong, but that's what that's what this is looking like. I only have three open centers. Well, your sacral is defined, but it's probably yeah. your solar plexus or your identity oh. center, the one like right in the middle. Solar plexus, yeah. solar plexus, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank yeah. You, thank you. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I need, I got to learn more. I got to oh. read this blueprint. Yeah. And if the, if you have that center open too, that's probably, well, that's the source of one of the sources, at least of your, of being highly empathic too, because it is, yeah. you know, just, it's basically the definition of an empath, although the identity yeah. center can also bring that in. So, yeah. and probably I struggled with that. Mm-hmm. I still do. Like just yeah, me too. even I was working with my therapist and she's like, you don't have to take responsibility mm-hmm. for other people's, you know, lives. And the thing is with my clients, I'm, I really, you know, I, as I said, I consider myself an empowerment coach and empowerment mentor. So I'm like, I empower people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you do that. You do it. Like you got it. Like, let's go. But then it's funny because I'll see people in the world and I'll feel yeah. people strongly and I'll just want to like take all their pain. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't do that. Like that's their sovereign, <laughs> you're sovereign. And like, mm-hmm. but it, it's also just, it can be hard as an empathic person sometimes because and not from a place of feeling like a victim, but just from a place of you really want people to be okay. Cause also, yeah. cause you feel them so strongly. So mm-hmm. I think the open head and that open solar plexus has definitely, it's fascinating because when I learned about that in human design, I was like, oh, cause that's also been a huge thing for me as well. It's like really, and this has actually become stronger. This has become less of an issue as I get older, but just being like, okay, you can think that, but it doesn't mean I have to think that too. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's something with an open head center as well is just like yeah. kind of taking on people's ideologies even, but it's mm-hmm. just really that being a, a great challenge for me in this life to really grow and triumph through is like, wait, I get to define like how I feel, how I look at things. And not take on other people just because they have strong personalities. Because that's definitely been like, I know you had an an episode about empaths and narcissists. And I think that that, yeah, that's like a, I think a really powerful maybe uh, example of that, Mm -hmm. of of an imbalance with being an empath. It's just like taking on stronger energy fields. And those are just polarities as well. Like in that video i wanted to say like let's not just make narcissist basically mean satan because that's not what it is it's an active energy and the empathic energy is a passive or receptive energy and yet you can have toxic receptive energy you can obviously (laughs) we don't have you know demons and saints in this equation here we have complex messy beautiful human beings and yeah if we can i mean sure invent new words then but you know we don't usually do that very quickly we sure don't (laughs) no we don't and then we get mad at how someone else is defining it (laughs) well you know the open the open uh, head center is i read that it's 70 percent 70% of people have a completely open head center in human design, which is fascinating. That speaks to somnambulism being very suggestible. Mm -hmm. And and so that means that 70% of the people are maybe highly suggestible. And then we have the onslaught of media and, you know, these hypnotizing, you know, penetrating into the energy so no wonder we can't have conversations with one another i'm i'm being nihilistic a little bit but you know what i mean like hyperbolic we have such a hard time with communicating and feeling triggered and knowing how to bridge the gap and and love one another from compassion side yeah oh my god that is uh, wow i'm having a moment because it's like yeah we have (laughs) 70 percent of people with open head centers and then you have 
a very intense media that because that, that's yeah. actually something as I've gotten deeper into understanding the subconscious, which yeah. healing the subconscious is a massive part of wealth healing. And yes. like that when I started realizing like the pat like we're we're hypnotized multiple times a day. Like when we oh, scroll yeah. our phones, we're in a state of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So that really is like why it is so important, like what we tune into because hit you know essentially like the act of being hypnotized it impresses the subconscious which then the projection is that that is reality so it's like we really have to be mindful of just like you know and maybe that open center has is a gift or I'll just save for myself personally because it really has made me very um uh, what's the word vigilant about guarding my mind and yes. really guarding what I look at guarding what I what I expose myself to because I know that the only way to be of impact is that we have to have our energy intact like we 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 and we have to feel hopeful which sometimes like that can feel challenging with everything going on in the external and the collective world but it's like when we feel hopeful and optimistic, we ha- we can run our energy properly and then we can love and serve each other. But when we're feeling hopeless because of what we're seeing and what we're experiencing, it's like that is when our energy leaks and it's very hard for us to impact one another and help each other progress. So that's, yeah, wow, you just really, I'm gonna have to journal about that later. That's so cool. <laughs> Me too, what you just said. It's it, me. Uh, it, it, what you just said is so. Yeah, I mean, the empowering part of that open head or the open mindedness is not even. Yes, it can be yeah. conditioned, like any of the centers. It's yeah. it's more vulnerable to conditioning, but it's yeah. also more vulnerable to gaining wisdom. And so that's what yeah, is the intention with the seventy percent is that, you know, we can accept and move through other people's perspectives. That's the idea yeah. That's the, oh, of beautiful. having an open center instead of it kind mm-hmm. of penetrating and we're identifying to it in a negative way or identifying to the opposite of it. And anyway, um, oh, that is the gift of go in. I feel like when we have some lunch or something, we're just gonna like <laughs> go <laughs> real meta. We're gonna be like, I know. In. <laughs> well, I have to do it with- Pisces, so I can just <laughs> go there. Okay. Oh, we just lost a little reception. I'm just gonna be like, there we go. Most hilarious podcast interview I've ever had with the guest. She's <laughs> had to move rooms three times. Her AirPods died. It's just like no. all the things. No, it's fine. No, it's totally great. Um, well, uh, let's. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you those couple of questions yeah. that I like to ask. Um, well, actually, no. Before we do, I want I want to just make sure that you have. Um, you, you've talked about the conscious business coaching and you've talked about the money empowerment and any, any thoughts or feelings about that feelings, I would say, cause you're clearly kinesthetic, which I love <laughs> yeah, your preferred representational system. Yeah. Is kinesthetic when you feel things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm very, very feeling. I mean, no, I feel so complete about that. I feel like I said, excited. I feel excited about what's possible. Um, I feel it's deeply important that we stay grounded in these times, mm-hmm. like, and not grounded. Like, I love that you were use the word nihilistic because my fiance just said that the other day, and I was like, "Oh, oh funny, 
research that word. I was so fascinating. But it's like, but more so grounded in the way that we stay grounded in our souls. Like we know, like my, my favorite book in the entire universe is called Journey of Souls by Michael yeah. Newton, Dr. Michael Newton. And I just read it this summer. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to it again right now and mm-hmm. reading it again right now. And it's just it just brings me so much peace and so much power in everything that I do, because I think it's just also remembering that this is a temporal experience and temporal means temporary, right? My mom makes fun. Yeah. She's like, girl, you don't use the right words. And I'm like, That's- I don't like yeah. the word. <laughs> okay, good. Um, <laughs> this is a you know temporal, temporary experience. And we are these infinite expressions of, of energy and God, but that doesn't mean that we get to bypass the rules of this, the rules of engagement. And to me, there are such, there's so much healing and opportunity when we engage with earth as earth is, because that's where we can really progress and really move forward. But to me right now, it's like an all hands on deck situation, because I just think that the more and I think that that's been such a blessing of the last couple of years is really waking people up to their soul. Like, like yes. I had more people be drawn to my work. I, I'm sure it's been the same for you. I've seen this happen for many friends and teachers where it's like, people are like, oh, wow, I feel lonely or I feel lost or I just lost my job. What is there? Who am I? Why am I? And it's like, there's so many deeper questions being asked. And it's like, I, I just think when we can look at it from the broader stroke, like we all have something to contribute right now and, and we, we can, and we must, and we need each other and we need to stay connected to our energy. And like, I don't mean that to sound too new. But it's like we need to stay connected to our energy. We need to, and and our energy is sourced in our soul. It's sourced in our body. Our mind has a lot of energy too, but our mind sources its energy from the body and from the spirit. The body isn't there. Where's the mind? It's not here. It's somewhere else. So it's just like we have to remember who our true master is, and and our master is our mastering of our own energy and our own. And, and connecting to our own heart. And I just think that that like for me at this time, like it may evolve, it may change. It used to be solely astrology. You know, now it's, it's money and business, conscious business and financial empowerment. But these are the ways my energy is running right now. And this is what I'm so passionate about teaching because I think it has a huge, um, space and place and where we're going and where we're moving. So yeah, it's it's exciting. It is exciting and you're you're so right. It's like uh, spirit is on our side to hack the systems what they were recently telling me the systems of devastation and that we can embody the complete belief and um, surrender and responsibility and accountability as you're saying that it can be shifted because if not you then who? Exactly. If no one accepts it, no one accepts that belief that we can shift and change. And, you know, money and the financial financial system is is a part of that, a system of devastation and oppression. And then who? Yeah. And you're doing, so you're doing God's work. I, I affirm that. I see that. And I love that. Thank you so much. Well, let's, uh, 
you're talking about being in touch with the energy and you're talking about all this wonderful stuff. What, as we wrap up, maybe can you share some of your favorite practices or spiritual technologies that to aid that process for yourself and for your clients? And yeah. 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 I mean, well, uh, first things first, um, I always come home to tarot. I love the subconscious. I did Kundalini yoga for many, many years. And, um, that was where I really learned about the power of the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would, you know, recently it's actually really funny. I haven't been practicing as much Kundalini. I actually got very into Wim Hof. And so Mm. I started doing the Wim Hof breathing method and which very much reminds me of Kundalini and then also cold therapy, which also in Kundalini, we're taught about something called Ishnan, like holy bathing, which is the cold water bathing. And so it's actually funny because I've just transitioned um, those practices into doing Wim Hof. And, and it's interesting because, and now I live near the ocean. So going in the cold water or I go to cryotherapy, it's funny. Cause as a person with like seven planets in fire, I used to hate the cold. And now it's like, I'm seeing how healthy and how tuned in my body, my mind and my spirit are because of cold therapy. And just because of like the breathing, the consistent like breathing, um, or I'm sorry, the consistent Wim Hofing will say, mm-hmm. I'm always consistently breathing. Thank God. Um, otherwise we will be having this conversation, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, I would say that's really been a big one. And I think I mentioned EFT tapping, I'm mm-hmm. EFT tapping and, God, I love this question so much. I'm like thinking, I feel like I do so much. Sometimes I like have to like be like, wait, what am I even doing? Like I do hypnosis every single night. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a, I utilize an app called chakra healing meditation, mm-hmm. or chakra balance meditation. And it's all of these different hypnosis. And so I do hypnosis every single night before I go to bed. And that's really been the most, I, I just talked to an old student and client of mine who's going through a real potent time. And I did an astrology reading for her natal chart reading. And then we did her cards. And like, I love utilizing those two um, systems together, especially because the deck that I use has all astrological associations. So I don't do one-to-ones anymore, but every so often it's fun for me either on myself to, you know, friends or Mick, my fiance, or just anyone who might be in need in my life. But, um, but to really marry those two things and cause we can get so much information. And so, yeah, I love this question and I wish I was more succinct in my answer, but I think that would be, I'm like thinking through my day, but yeah, I'd say those would be my, my favorite tools. Oh, I love them. No, they're all beautiful. And some, you know, it's, it's great to, 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 express it from your heart because I think there's a lot of people going like, oh, I've never thought of that. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. You know, I'm a hypnotherapist among a lot of the other things that I do. So, and no wonder we're very attracted. We know the value of hypnosis and subconscious mind. I cannot (laughs) wait to talk to you more about that because like I, I just got into like hypnotherapy like very recently, like maybe about a year ago. And Mm -hmm. I learned how to do past life regression Mm -hmm. um, with my hypnotherapist, Nikki Cosmo. And I just, 
I, I just see how much my life has transformed because of subconscious work and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just incredible. So yeah, I want to definitely talk to you more about that sometime. Yeah, we will. I'll, I'll talk. Yeah. I went to HMI school for hypnotherapy, which you may know about since you've been in LA and I teach there now too. I forget. I keep forgetting I teach there, but (laughs) I teach there. Is it in the Valley or yeah? Yeah. Because I actually, um, took one of their past life regression trainings. Oh, cool. And the teacher was amazing. Wait, was you- it a woman? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, was it you? But did you have no. black hair? No, that's, it's Lisa. It was Lisa, oh, I'm sure. She's the one yes. who does the, yeah. Uh-huh. No, no. I, I've only, I only graduated in Same 20. voice and like the, the beauty. <laughs> and like, I was like, wait, is your hair used to be black? Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she has great work on that. Why, why am I forgetting her last name right now? Lisa, I can't remember right now. Anyway, yeah. So, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that you've been by there. It's so funny. I drove by the freeway sign for like 20 years before I even go, oh, oh, that's because I've been looking for a place to learn hypnotherapy for a while. And I thought about doing QHHT and anyway, but then it, it showed up, you know what I mean? It made the connection when it made the connection. So, well, this has been so amazing. So you have a lot of free resources out there too. So I want to direct people to that. Look in the comments and look in the description and uh, we will have that linked. And is there anything else that you have coming up or that you want to make sure that we know about or people know about as we wrap up your yeah, episode? Well, just this, this month of, I always have my membership. It's a money membership. Oh, cool. We, um, we open that up every single month. At the end of the month, I also offer amazing five day challenges. Um, they're free. So if you go to my website, nataliabenson.com at the very top, you'll always see opt-in available for one of those challenges. I have my coaching certification enrollment open. I have um, my astrology certification enrollment open. So in Aries fashion, just got all the things going, but my Instagram, I'm super active on there and, uh, at Natalia underscore Benson and nataliabenza.com and and all the the information about those trainings is up on both places so wonderful well thank you so much for sharing your heart and your light and your time and everything so much this This has been so fun i'm so you have to come back on and of course we have to like lunch it out and yeah Yeah, all the things (laughs) and we're going to talk hypnotherapy and all the woo thank you and nlp too Oh, I know. And I don't know anything about NLP. So I well, Tony Robbins is all NLP. So I think yeah. you do know about it. Oh, I do because he's totally <laughs> used it on me. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't learned it. But I'm just I'm yeah. fascinated by it because I know mm-hmm. how powerful it is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you're so amazing. Thank you for being here. You're just such a light, everyone. This is Natalia Benson. Check the description for all of her gifts and and uh, all of her work. And maybe she'll be back on some other time. Thank you guys so much. Nice to meet you. Well, one thing we didn't mention in the episode is that Natalia is also an author and she has a book called Mystical AF, which I think is so rad. I forgot to even talk to her about it because you may or may not know. I have another podcast with my co-host Aiden Demarest, and it's called Enlightened AF, where we we chat about comedy and and uh, all from a spiritual perspective and kind of make fun of the ego and ourselves and uh, bring it back down to the heart of our spiritual practices. So anyway, uh, we've been on hiatus with that a little bit, but I will link it in the description anyway in case you want to catch the episodes that we have created. We have both been so busy, and of course, we had the you know the whole interruption of what's going on with society. 
So anyway, back to Natalia. How amazing is she? Just so beautiful in so, so many ways. So definitely check out her Instagram and check in the description because she has all these resources and uh, she's just such an inspiration. And so perhaps we'll perhaps we'll see more of her on the Charmed Life podcast or YouTube channel. And by the way, there is a YouTube video that is a companion to this episode. So check that out if you are so inclined. And with that, I want to also just remind you, if you're listening to this episode somewhere prior to September 20th of 2021, that we have the energy intensive starting any minute now. This is the um, this is the immersive multi-week program with Crystal Ann Compton and myself, where we're talking and experiencing all things energy, blasting open your soul's true energetic healing modality, because we, we truly all have some kind of soul history, probably of being a priestess or a priest or uh, in Atlantean times or in Lemurian times where we really developed our own energy healing. I say we all because maybe not every single human on the planet, because we're all at varying experiences in our soul journey, but probably those who are really interested in metaphysics and mysticism, you know? So with that um, offering there, I want to just invite you also to check in the description. You'll find the link to read all about it, the whole curriculum. There's community, there's fellowship, there's um, activation, and there's coaching. There's group coaching as well. So check that out because we love you. We need you. And we need you to feel that empowerment that Natalia is talking about. We want you to feel activated in your spiritual gifts and and I, as I want for myself as well. So I love you so much. And I really do appreciate you for shining your light on this beautiful world. I believe in you. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Hey guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month, two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting.